On the show today, we're talking last night's entertaining Super Dirt Car Series show at Bridgeport and what happened to Donnie Schatz. Let's go. Today is Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. If you're a nerd like me, happy Star Wars Day. Uh, if you didn't watch it last night, the Super Dirt Car Series put on a really fun Tuesday night show at Bridgeport Motorsports Park in New Jersey. With the cancellation in March of the two nights at Atomic Speedway, this was the first points-paying event of the season for the big blocks. Those earlier shows at Dirt Car Nationals are just for money and trophies. Alex Gankowski led early from the pole, but he was out before lap 25 when his engine expired in a big way on the front stretch. Young Pennsylvania driver just continues to be impressive, though, and is definitely a name to watch in the Northeast in the coming years. Don't forget he's already won one of these big Super Dirt Car Series races already. He took the opening night victory at World Finals last November. And the 17-year-old is tackling the full Super Dirt Car Series schedule this season while also still in high school. Out front last night, Ryan Godown took control of the lead, I think on lap 10 or 11, uh, and in the box score, it will show him leading the rest of the way, but it wasn't that easy down the stretch. Billy Pouch Jr. tried several times to get by Godown, but with each slider attempt, Godown was just able to drive back by. And then in the final laps, a hard-charging Stuart Friesen took his shots, but Godown turned those away as well. The win was Godown's first ever with the Super Dirt Car Series, which seems a little strange to say with all the times we've seen that black and white 26 in victory lanes over the years. Friesen hard charged from 12th to finish second. Pouch ended up third. Matt Williamson was fourth and Max McLaughlin was fifth. It was not a good night for defending series champion Matt Shepard. He was out of the race during that same caution period where Yankowski blew up. I didn't hear on the broadcast what the issue eventually was, but they had the hood off that nine car and Shepard ended up 24th. So with just the one points race complete, Godown leads the standings. The next race on the calendar is about two weeks away, Wednesday night, May 18th at Can-Am Speedway. To keep up with the series, head over to SuperDirtCarSeries.com. I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed a lot of these races on this newer version of Bridgeport. I was actually talking to Pete McDonald, who I get a lot of photos from for this over the weekend about how good the racing has been at Bridgeport. I think the sprint car races they've had there have been entertaining, and we've seen some really good modified races there, too. That's definitely a track I'd recommend if you're in that area and want to go check out or when you see it coming up on the streaming schedule. Now over to Donnie Shots. This whole topic is something that I keep waiting for people to do, go back and watch all of my old shows and then attack me for the things that I've said. It hasn't really happened yet, but this could definitely be one of those topics uh, where you could do that. Back on February 24th, I did a daily about Donnie's second half of the 2021 season and how he opened this year at Volusia. In that show, I declared Donnie back, and I thought he would be a serious contender for the World of Outlaws Championship this season. He won the season opener, then had finishes of 6th and 7th at Volusia. He followed that up with results of 5th and 8th at Cotton Bowl in early March. Leaving Cotton Bowl, David Gravel was the points leader by 16, with Sheldon Hunchild and Shots tied for 2nd. Fast forward two months and Donnie and the TSR 15 have slipped all the way to seventh in the standings and they trail Brad Sweet by 142 points. At about two points per position, that's 71 feature spots they are behind right now. I don't want to go full flip-flop here and say he's completely out of it with only 17 races complete on the year, but man, it's tough to see him climbing out of this hole with as good as the guys in front of him have been. 
So how did Donnie get here? Let's actually take a look at his results. Following the Cotton Bowl weekend, the Outlaws headed west, and it was not a good California swing for the 10-time champion. He had crashes at Tulare and Merced, which resulted in finishes of 24th and 22nd. And in five races, had just two top 10s, a 6th at Bakersfield and a 10th at Paris. On the eastward journey back, it looked like maybe they were kind of righted again. He had a 3rd at Vado on March 29th and then followed that up with a 2nd at Devil's Bowl on April 2nd. But in the five races since then, it's been tough sledding again with only two top tens. He's had a, uh, he had a ninth at Peavely and an eighth at Bristol last Saturday night. For the season, he's led just 25 laps. All of those came in that opening night win at Volusia. And the speed we saw later in the 2021 season and into the start of this year all appears to kind of have slipped away. When you look at his stats for the year, we can begin to see some issues that we haven't seen from Donnie before. The big glaring one I see right now is qualifying. His average time, uh, time trial position for the year is a not-so-great 11.4. Of the full-time World of Outlaws field, only Brock Zierfoss, Jason Sides, Noah Gass, and Bill Rose are qualifying worse than Donnie right now. That 11.4 average is nearly a four-position drop from 2021. That is absolutely massive. That has led to a feature starting position that is more than two, position wor uh, two positions worse than a year ago and a feature finish that is more than three positions down. His efficiency numbers are good with 100% top five efficiency and he's eight of nine for top 10 starts and finishes. So when he does start up front, he's able to protect and close out for good results. But when he starts further down the order, he hasn't been able to convert those outside top 10 starts into good finishes as often as he has in the past. For the season, he's only 3 for 8, which is 37.5%. If you look at the last 5 plus years as a whole, Donnie's north of 60% in that category. Uh, total, he's converted 94 outside top 10 starts into top 10 finishes 59 times. So when you kind of combine all of this together, it seems like when they unload fast, they're in line for good performances all night and good finishes. When they unload off, though, they aren't able to adjust quick enough to make Donnie better by the end of the night. He's not able to climb out of the holes they put themselves in when they don't qualify well, and that's also evidenced by Schatz's feature plus minus stat. Since 2017, Schatz leads all drivers in positions gained from the start of features to the end, but this season he's 10th. From this perspective, it's easy to just say, hey guys, qualify better. But we all know it's just not that simple. The team has gotten off, uh, I think, with their package they're set up right now, and there's no guarantee when it will come back. Don't forget here, too, there's no Ricky Warner in that building anymore. Uh, with Tony Stewart shelving the 14 car, Ricky moved over to crew chief for Rico Abreu. And, I, you know, even though Ricky hasn't been Donnie's crew chief in several years, he still was a resource at TSR if things uh, got sideways or they needed help. It's at least something to consider in this situation. The Outlaws head to Eldora this weekend, and it could be a very good track for shots and TSR to turn things around again. Over the last 26 races at Eldora, nobody has a better average finish than shots. We'll talk more about the Outlaw Weekend ahead on Friday. If you want to see these stats and a lot more for yourself, head over to dirttracker.com analytics and get even more with a subscription to Dirt Tracker Plus. I wanted to make a quick correction to yesterday's show. I thought Larson just went full send on that final lap at Bristol on Friday. But as some of you pointed out, he actually blew a right rear tire. I went back and found the tweets from Jacqueline Rumley as well. Thanks to those of you that pointed that out. If you want more dirt racing content this week, there are lots of new podcast episodes from the various shows. Loud Pedal has Cap Henry. Passing Points has Tanner Holmes. Forward Bite has Ronnie Sewell. The Dirt from Knoxville has Brian Brown. And there are new episodes of Open Red Credentials Denied, The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, and Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks. 
To see the full list of shows and episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. And there are three shows on the streaming services today. Dirt Vision has Micros and Legends from Millbridge. Flow Racing has another night of that California IMCA Speed Week action. Uh, tonight they're at Tulare Thunderbolt, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.